good. How about yourself? Good. Yeah, you look beautiful. Thank you. So do you. Thank you, honey. So how's everything going? I know it's been a while since we talked last. Everything's good. I pretty much work every day. Today's like my first day off. So in like a few weeks. Oh my my goodness. Okay. Well, I am honored that you're spending your day off with me. Um, So let's just let's just hop right in because I know we, um, during our first call, we decided that we were going to unpack a lot today. (laughs) So, um, so I know that one of the things that we were talking about was there were really two things that to, to touch on, but I think there was one that because it was so recent for you was the friendship and betrayal and everything that comes with that which I know personally it's really devastating and it's like honestly it's just really foul and it's really for lack of a better word shitty because you're kind of like mourning you know Mm -hmm. like a like a you know like you're mourning it's like a breakup Yes. And it's, it's like, and it hurts in like a different way, but it hurts. And it's like, you're mourning this person that you loved so much. And so why don't you tell me a little, you don't have to name any names, you know, you don't gotta make it hot, but you can like, just tell me like what happened and like how you're feeling because I know how you're feeling. Okay. I'm gonna be like uh, completely honest and like uh, the situation I wasn't I was in I it wasn't mm, probably the best decision, but um, my best friend at the time happened to be like very involved in the situation. So when everything happened and like spilled out, I was very surprised at the fact that like they betrayed me. So I was in a situation where I was stuck in between choosing a partner there was two people who I was interested in one of them happened to be an ex-boyfriend who I was like you're not meeting my standards no job like not going to the gym you're not going to school mm-hmm. and with me I'm very like focused right now I feel like I'm right in the like I'm going towards the end of like nursing school gonna get a job I'm like trying to like go to the gym better myself and he wasn't we weren't eye to eye on that and then I had met a new person who I always thought was cute and I got to know him he's super sweet but I he had a lot of trauma from his past and it was kind of he was comparing me to her all the time oh okay so I felt like I was trying to and I still never really fully got over my ex but you know I was like this guy's cute like I'm getting to know him like we're just friends but I realized I was getting emotionally involved and I eventually became was the emotionally involved with like both people and so my best friend at the time um he knew everything and like he was like my go-to like I'd call him like oh my gosh guess what happened or this and that or if I'd go hang out with one of the guys he would go come with me and if I hang out with the other one he'd come with me and it was like he was like I don't know now that I think about it it's like he was kind of like living through me (laughs) in a way like getting to go on these little dates I don't know and in the moment like I was like oh it's fine like I'm bringing my best friend along like he he was very opinionated but also was like 
like egging it on and eventually like it became hard to make a decision because I don't know like it's like it was just hard for me to make a decision and one of the guys ended up finding out like and he um reached out to my my friend and my best friend and the guy the new guy not the ex-boyfriend we had already been friends and so he reached out to him he was like hey I feel like like Debbie's talking to someone else or like there's someone else in the picture that something doesn't seem right and um he asked my friend he's like should I be like worried or like am I tripping and my friend said "Mm, you're not he's like no you're not and then the guy started asking him questions and everything spilled out and so um like I'm just gonna like tell you everything that led up to the point of me like confronting my friend Mm -hmm. I go and hang out with the guy and um I had some stuff at his house and he picked me up from like a nail appointment and then so like he starts like taking me back to the school and I'm like "Mm, where are we going and he was like I'm taking you back to the school and I see his face and I was like where's all my stuff and he's like I already packed it like like we're going to the school and I was like what's wrong and he's like we'll talk about it whenever I feel like I'm ready not even five minutes passed and he starts like you can't be talking to two people at the same time like like why did you do this to me like this and that and in that moment I'm like everything like caught up to me but I wasn't like really like trying to play a game I was like genuinely confused I'm like what's the like I don't know whatever (laughs) but um but um so in my head I'm like who told them like how does he find out because on my social medias I really don't like to get personal I don't like to post family I don't like to post partners I don't post my best friends like I'm very like no one really gets access to me besides a little picture where I feel cute in every few months Mm -hmm. and so I was like "Mm, I mean he couldn't have found out through social media maybe through Twitter the guy retweeted my pictures that I took a few months ago but and I was like trying to think of maybe our mutuals so we finally get to the school and I'm like so do you want to hear me out or no because I didn't say he was just going on a rant and he was like I respect myself too much to talk to you again this and that and I was like okay and I was like I either stay quiet and let him let everything out or I can interrupt and explain myself but either way I'm like I don't know so I decided to stay quiet we get to the school and I'm like you want to hear me out and he said no and I was like okay and I was like but then he changed his mind and I was like okay I can explain I started explaining giving some like like context and also like just telling him like my upbringing I feel like has like a big influence on my love life because I saw my mom constantly having new boyfriends and my dad's like a serial cheater Mm. and I was like my mom told me like growing up like Debbie you can date all you want like you're not gonna find the first your first boyfriend isn't going to be your husband Mm -hmm. but I guess I took that as like I can talk to like a few people at the same time but Mm -hmm. I will admit I wasn't honest that I wasn't talking to like that I was talking to people at the same time which is my fault Mm -hmm. but I told him I was like this I know that plays a big role in like why I'm like the way I am today and he kind of made a comment that was a little offensive about my parents I forgot but I feel like he knew in that moment whenever like he said that I was like I like looked at him and then we just kind of ended the conversation there I was like yeah okay so I just went inside and I immediately called my best friend because I was like like you know like what happened and then 
he didn't answer and I was like okay so I texted him I was like hey like when you get the chance like can you call me back and so I go to my friend's room because I'm like needing some comfort I'm like god like <laughs> like I don't know I was very just in shock and my two friends are there with me and I'm telling them the whole situation and then I check my my best friend's location and I see he's finally like at the school so like I call and I'm like hello and he's like hello and I was like hey um I'm gonna say just x so I don't say his name I was like x's name just told me that he knows everything about ex-boyfriend and he's like okay and I was like do you know who told him and he was like mm, no I don't know who did and I was like well this is weird because it's very random and like I know like I don't have anything online to like proof that mm -hmm. he was like well he could have just like found that on his own and I was like no and I was like I feel like you're not being honest with me and he said well he called me saying that he knew the situation and that he already knew everything and he was asking me questions and I just answered honestly because I wanted to be a good friend here's my my problem if you being a good friend is not a problem but the fact that you said that you were trying to be a good friend for the past five months, my best friend had been a horrible friend to the boy I was talking to. He would talk shit about him. He would complain, say like, he's about to graduate and he doesn't know what to do with degree. I can do better with his marketing degree than he ever could. He'd be like, he's so childish, he needs to grow up. Uh, I don't know, he's like, if anything, he's just as a bum as your ex. A friend doesn't say that about a friend. And I should have saw that as a red flag, but I never thought, like he would talk shit about everyone, but I just never thought it'd be about me or he would do that to me. So when he said, I answered all his questions honestly because I just wanted to be a good friend. That just kind of like, I said, mm, okay. And then he was like, and you know, I mean, I lost a friend too, if you really think about it. And I'm like, that's so insensitive. Like, yes, he was your friend, but you weren't being a good friend to him. Like I was forming a relationship with him. I was romantically involved. Mm -hmm. You're not really thinking about how I'm feeling right now and how everything unfolded. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, we were supposed to hang out later. I was like, okay, I'll see you later. And I'm like sitting and thinking, I'm like, that conversation didn't feel right. Like, I feel like I don't know something. And so um, I, I hung out with him later and he was just very quiet. Like, I was like, that's out of the normal for you. And we were in a group setting. And one of my friends was like, Debbie, so do you want to talk about what happened? And I was like, I'm not about to make the hangout like about me. And then um, that friend ended up pulling me to the side. And he's like, I need you to know that he's the one who told him. He was like, last night, X called us and saying he knew a little bit about the situation. And best friend was on the fence of telling him or not. And he started talking shit about you and still on the stuff. And he was like, I, he's like, I think he's the one who told them. So like that happened on a Friday and it's like the weekend, like Saturday is the next day I wake up heavy hearted. I'm just like, like, I feel bad because I hurt someone. And then I'm like, my best friend is talking shit about me. And he essentially told him. And so um, on Sunday, we had a big school event where it's like a banquet. We dress up for this and that. I arrived and I didn't want to go because I was supposed to go with the guy I was talking to. Okay. But we ended up not even going together. And it's kind of awkward because I'm like, I'm just kind of sitting here alone. Mm -hmm. And my best friend comes up to me. He's like, hi, oh my gosh, you look so good. And he's hugging me. And he's like, how are you? And I was like, 
I'm not really doing good. Like, I don't really want to be here. I paid the ticket. And I was like, I was like, X didn't say hi to me. And he goes, oh, well, he said hi to me. I'm not really expecting him to say hi to you. And in my head, I'm like, who says that? Like, why would my best friend say that to me? Yeah. And, um, and I didn't really talk to him at the event. I just eventually kind of left early and went home. Then the next day, I was like, before I was like, I need to talk to my best friend before I talk to the guy because the guy still hasn't ha hasn't really heard me out, and I don't think that's fair that he heard through a source that wasn't me. So I asked my best friend, like, hey, can we can we talk on the phone? And he answered. He calls me and he's like, hey, what's up? And it was very like, like what's the cheese man? Like, yeah. And it's always been like that, but in that moment, it kind of disgusted me because I'm just like you like to be involved in people's business but not when it's yours mm. like, hey what's up and I said hey I just wanted to ask like what questions did x ask you and he's like mm, honestly like I don't remember and I was like it's only Monday and he asked you Friday and he was like I don't know like, we just talked about so much like he asked me about the event on Sunday and then he just saying that he knew who your ex was and that he felt like you were still involved with him and he's like I mean, I didn't tell him anything. I just answered all his questions, honestly. And I said, you're being very technical. You did tell him. I was like, I don't understand. Like, just be honest with me. Mm -hmm. And he was like, he just became kind of defensive. And I was like, I started listing out reasons why I didn't want to be friends with him anymore. I said, you've offended me multiple times throughout our friendship. You remained friends with the guy who... Um, I don't know if I could say like the R word, you know, who raped me. Like you remained friends with him um, until you, you only stopped being friends with him until you found that he was talking shit about you. I was like, and, um, and I said, I just don't like how you betrayed me in this situation. I said, I'm not upset with you. I just feel really hurt and betrayed by you. And with that, I don't think we can be friends anymore. Mm -hmm. I said, do you have anything to say? He said, mm, no, I don't. And I was like, okay, then I guess that's that. 30 minutes later, he texts me and he says, actually, I do have something to say if you're willing to listen and then proceeds to stop sharing his location with me. And I was like, oh, so you're upset because you stopped sharing the location. Like that means we're done with. And so I'm like, okay, I'm thinking this conversation is going to go well. He's going to apologize. He's going to explain himself or he's going to be super defensive. It went the second way. Mm. I called him and he was just, everything that I became that I was vulnerable with he threw at my face and it really hurt because I was like like I was jaw dropping so many times yeah. I was like, he was like slut shaming me he was saying that I was playing a little game he uh was saying that I uh that I knew what I was doing and I was like but you were involved the whole time like every step from the like from the beginning of me like liking the second boy he's the one who 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 was pushing for me to talk to this new boy I was like I said to get over like my ex he's yeah. like no he's better than your ex like this and that he was pushing for it so I was like you've been here throughout the entire process I was like it's like you gave him to me and then you took him away that's how I feel like and he was like I don't understand and he was saying he didn't give a shit about our friendship that he doesn't care if he lied if he was a bad friend to the um to ex and all this stuff and I was like wow I didn't know what to say like I was like and he was like yeah so I don't think we should associate each ourselves with each other and I said it's okay because I ended the friendship a conversation ago and then that's that then he 
just blocked me on everything. Um, and I was like, why do I get blocked? I mean, it's fine. I don't want you seeing my stuff, but like, why do I get blocked? Yeah. And a few days later, he texts the guy I was talking to and sent him an apology. And I was like, why does he get an apology? And all my friends are like, honestly, Debbie, I think he low-key had feelings for the guy I was talking to. And I was like, I mean, I guess I didn't see it. And they're like, we kind of all saw it, but we just didn't want to assume. Because I was like, why does he get the apology? Like, why do you want to meet up with him and explain yourself? You know? <laughs> so, I mean, that- I thought the same thing. Like, in the <laughs> middle of your story, I thought <laughs> I thought the same shit. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, something's, it doesn't, this doesn't fit. Oh my, okay, please continue. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what happened. We, we haven't spoken since like March, late March, the end of March. And um, I was like, after the conversation with him, I went to my room and I was just bawling. So I was like, I felt like betrayed, hurt, like, I don't know, offended. I didn't really know what to feel. And it felt like a breakup because I was like, I don't know. And I was like, I don't even think I can reach out to the guy I was talking to. I don't feel worthy enough because if he sees me like this, then imagine how he sees me. Like he's probably not even wanting to like listen to my side of the story. Mm-hmm. And um, I, the next morning I, I called the guy I was talking to and I was like, Hey, I spoke to ex-best friend last night and I just want to like let you know that whenever you're ready, I would like to speak to you to get to explain like my side of the story. And I was like, and I'm just going to mention this in this conversation because I don't want it to be a part of the actual conversation we're going to have. I was like, he, um, I was like, I don't think it's fair that you reached out to him to get the information that you wanted. I was like, you could have just went up to me and we could have had an honest conversation. And I was like, with the way he, I see that he viewed me, I was like, I don't think that, like, I think you got a very biased answer. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of told him what he told me. And he was like, wow, that's disgusting. And he's like, I'm sorry that he like spoke to you like that and this and that. And he's like, and I'm not friends with him anymore because I see the kind of person he is. He's like, I've always seen it. He's like, but this the whole situation just proved to me that he's not a good friend to either you or I. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hmm, okay. And I was really appreciative that he was willing to listen to me and and that but that's what happened with my old friend (laughs) so are you and the guy still talking uh right now (laughs) right now like as of current times I think we've realized that we have a lot of just self-work to do we're I'm kind of I taught him like about his attachment styles love languages and we both have a lot of just childhood like stuff that we need to figure out because it's like right now we're bumping heads because we don't really know how to love each other because of the way we've been loved as kids and so it's like we can try it again like let's learn more about ourselves this and that but um I mean after the situation and after we talked we were fine and I was like I think it's so funny because it's like he tried to like he really thought he was going to probably pull us apart but if anything we got closer after the situation because I had to be very vulnerable and honest with him yeah and so and I mean he ended up losing two people in pretty much in one in the span of like a weekend yeah oh my gosh oh my goodness <laughs> yeah oh I listen to stories like this and I'm so glad I don't date anymore I just I'm so glad I, I honestly if I feel like I had to date in this world right now I don't even know where I would start because this shit is crazy it is I mean 
I haven't dated anybody in like 10 years. <laughs> so, that's, you know, I, oh my goodness. My brain feels like it's going to explode. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just can't. I can't. That, first of all, that's a lot for someone to deal with. And even from the middle of your story, I was like, first of all, best friend has a huge crush on X because listen, there is absolutely no reason for any friend to get that involved in your love life. What's the reason? What's the purpose? What is the, what is the motive? And, you know, there's so much to unpack from what you just said, but it's just starting with your friend or your, or your ex-best friend, the feeling of losing someone like that and you did nothing wrong. Like you did nothing to this person and for them to be so nasty to you and say terrible things to you and about you. And it's just, first of all, it's a smack in the face because you were probably the one who's always defending this person, always wanted to, you know, you were always caring for this person. You were probably very generous with this person and you love them. You called them and you let them into the most vulnerable parts of you, the most intimate parts of you. Mm-hmm. And for them to, first of all, throw it in your face, use it against you, and then had the nerve to make it seem like it was their idea to cut off the friendship between you two because he can't associate himself with you anymore is a joke because you didn't do anything. Yeah. And this, and he, you know, he has a lot of deep rooted issues. This child, your ex-best friend we're talking about. Someone like that, someone like that, you cannot, you cannot help. Like I, oh, I got a, I got a story for you mm-hmm. when I, and it's, and you know what it is? It's very devastating when something like this happens. And, you know, first of all, you have every right to date whoever you want to, however many people you want to, you ain't married and you understanding that because of how you grew up and the way that you were loved when you were young, you knowing that that plays a part in your love life and you wanting to break whatever that is so that you can have a healthy love life is incredible on your part because not a lot of people know that and not a lot of people realize that and then act upon it and then not only that but then you and x now realize that together Mm -hmm. have become closer And now you understand what the other person needs. So right now you're focusing on you. Like you said, you're finishing up nursing school. Congratulations, because that shit is crazy. Congratulations. You know, you're getting your job, you're doing your thing, you know, and a relationship right now where you have to like really work on each other. Maybe it's not as, I mean, you already know, it might be not the best thing for you guys right now because you have to focus on you. Mm-hmm. And then once you guys feel good and comfortable, then if you guys end up do being together, your relationship is going to be perfect. 
Mm-hmm. Not everyone is perfect, but it's going to yeah. be strong and it's going to be happy and it's going to be healthy. And it's going to be one of those relationships and nobody can penetrate no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it sucks that you had to go through this, but you know what? Honestly, you're so much better off without this person in your life because just think about your future and what this person would have done. What, what about your husband? What about, what, what would this person have done when you got married? Uh -uh. You know? And it's like, so you have your friend, your, your, this person, your friend who wants to hop on every guy that wants you. Come on now. That doesn't. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Like, no, there are plenty of other men in the sea, honey. You can go and go find your own. You don't need to come for mine. And they don't even want him. They want you. And it's the fact that it's the messiness. You don't need that shit in your life. And all the things that you have going on and all the, all the things you're trying to do. You don't need that shit. You got to trim the fat girl. How old are you again? I'm 21. (laughs) And with my other friends, you know, I have, uh, three other friends and I I told them everything like as much as I told him but I appreciate that they still kept their distance they would give me some advice their opinions but at the end of the day just like you know like you're doing you they would validate me which I appreciate they were like Debbie like it's okay they're like this is not your husband and um but they never got as involved and I appreciate that and at the end I told them about this whole thing with my ex-best friend they're like he should have directed X to you, not try to be the like the God or the savior in this situation. Yeah. Well, but, his intentions, his intention was only to benefit himself because he didn't care about you and he didn't care about your feelings. He didn't care about X's feelings. He didn't care about anybody but himself. And then look, it backfired. And when... And that's the thing. It's like when you think about, and I hate to say this because it, I never want to wish bad on anybody ever in my life because that's just bad karma where you don't, you don't need that. But when you go through a situation like this, where you have a friend who does you so fucking dirty, all you have to do is wait. Like in the entire situation, yes, you're upset and you're crying and you're hurt and you're devastated no doubt, but you don't have to do anything. All you have to do is, okay, you handled it, said your piece, broke shit off. Now you're fixing things with X, you're doing you, right? There's no need to get all crazy about this best friend. Mm -hmm. What happened? He ended up shooting himself in the ass because not only did he lose you, which you know damn well he was upset about, but he also lost this other guy. Mm-hmm. and you know karma will come it's not going to come when you want it to come but it it will come and when it does that shit is so satisfying like and then for them to just do some shisty shit like that it's just it really it's 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 incredibly heartbreaking because you would never think that that would happen because you thought that your friendship could go the distance. Like mm-hmm. you thought like this person was gonna be in your life. And then it, it's kind of like, it kind of just blows your fucking mind that this all could even happen to you 
And, you know, and I think that for me, and I know for you, like, it kind of just leaves you dumbfounded. Like, it's just like, what, like, you don't like, some, like, you sometimes don't even have the words to like describe how it feels. Cause it's not a lover. Like, like you would think like yeah. a lover, like, like with like a boyfriend or whatever, like it's, it's more common for something like this to happen for them to cheat on you, do some dumb shit like, okay, right. But a friend yeah. years and years, I mean, that you share your deepest parts of yourself with that, like, yo, like, that's my homie. Like, I love this person. Like, and then you're going to do some foul shit like that. I just, it breaks me, it break, it broke my heart. It totally broke my heart. And so like, when you tell me about your friend and, you know, it just, it's so devastating and it's a constant thing that you have to like, just try to get over every day. Cause it is a breakup. It's a breakup and you did absolutely nothing wrong. Like, listen, if I was an asshole and like, I did some foul shit and I did some foul shit and like, I hurt you and you didn't want nothing to do with me. Like, okay, fine. Like I get that. Mm -hmm. But for you to do something to me like this, after all I did was try to just like be your friend and love you and involve you in my life. That shit is just. The after, the aftermath is like, it was hard, like the, like two months after, I think up until like May, like mid-May, I think that's when I started like feeling like, okay. But like, it's like every day I'd wonder like, why? Like, like how, what was he thinking about me? Uh, like throughout like the whole process of like that he saw going on, like, and I was like, what if, what if like it, the story happened like this instead? Like, I just wonder why. And I come to find out through X, we were talking about it because I found myself talking about ex best friend a lot. Like, like, but what if this happened? And and just like similarly, whenever you go through a breakup, like the girl was always talking about the guy, the guy and the friends like are like, okay, like let's get over him. I found myself always talking about ex best friend. I'm just like, like, why did he do this to me? Like this and that. And I was talking to talks about it and he was like I wasn't going to tell you this because I knew it was going to hurt your feelings but whenever I talked to whenever I asked ex-best friend about the whole situation he said at the end of the after he told me everything he said hey I really um like don't want my name involved in this because I know it can get messy and for a while now I haven't been wanting to been friends with Debbie he's like I just I didn't know he's like but yeah, I just don't say anything because I don't want to get involved. So I'm like, hmm. So you hadn't been like, you wanted to stop being my friend for a good minute. Like, was this your, like your way out? But then you also didn't want your name mentioned. So X was like, I think he was just going to keep going with the friendship. Like if his name was never aired out, he would have like still like continued being your friend. But it's just like that, like then you're putting your own like, happiness and like sanity and jeopardy if you're still remaining friends with me if I'm being too much for you like I'm just really confused on like ex-best friend's mindset because it's like you you could have if you could have just fessed up at that point if you didn't want to be friends with me like hey Debbie I was tired of this situation I admit I was involved and I just don't want to be your friend anymore but you didn't you wanted your name hidden and you at the banquet you acted like like we were friends hugging me calling me beautiful like, I don't know. I, mean, I was very confused, but 
Yeah, I would be confused too. I mean, it's like he he was a snake about it all. And then he didn't, you know, he wanted to keep it hush hush. And it's just like, and I'm the same way. It's like, just say it to me. Like, just open your mouth and just say it. Like, you don't have to do all this backhanded shit. Like, if you don't want to fuck with me no more, all you have to do is be like, I don't like you and I don't want to. I don't want to be connected to you no more. And it's like, that's it. Like you don't like, listen, if, if someone doesn't want to be a part of my life, bye. I, we don't have to have a whole, like, I don't need to know why I really like, just fine. See ya. Go ahead. Live your life and do your thing. But you know, to, to be so messy about it and to like, couldn't like just do this whole thing with you and X and all these other people. And then He's on the phone with him and talking about you. And then he's talking shit about you to everybody else. And it's just like, but you wanted your name hidden, but you wanted to be loud about what the fuck you were doing. You wanted to be, you wanted to be just out here and you wanted to be reckless and you wanted to get involved in situations that had nothing to do with you, but you want to stay hidden. Mm-hmm. How are you going to stay hidden? As if you, you talked to 15 people, he was talking to like a thousand people about you. Why, how did he not think it was going to get back to you? I don't know. And the thing is, like, I'm very big on intuition. I sometimes I just send something and I was like, I'm not going to go looking for it. Like time will tell. Mm-hmm. Tell me why I go through my my agenda. And I there's this part in my agenda where it's just like uh, just like lined paper. And I just like write down my thoughts sometimes. And I look like in around the end of May slash June. And I saw I wrote that wrote. I feel like I feel a little sad because I feel like me and ex-best friend are kind of like becoming a little distant and I don't know what it is. Tell me why the next day, it was March 24th when I wrote that. The next day, the 25th is when everything happened. And I'm just like, wow. wow. Like who would have thought the day before I was writing, I feel like my be- I'm losing my best friend. And the next day I did. Like, Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I bet when you read that, you were like, oh. <laughs> like no, I did. I had to, I had to show my friends and be like, guys, like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. That would have had me shook. Oh yeah. my gosh. Girl, you predicted the future. And another thing that bothers me is that this person, ex-best friend, is well-known around the school. Everyone loves him. They're like, oh, he's so funny. He's so smart. He can dress like and he's such a good friend. The problem is this person loves the drama. He loves to know people's business. He was over here telling me, you know, who's fucking who? Oh, look, she has a boyfriend, but she's talking to him. Oh my gosh, you'll never get. He was telling me everything, everyone's business, telling me about a girl's first date on Tinder and how she was going to have sex with him. And in my head, I'm like, why do I need to know this? Like, why do you know this? I was just about to ask, how does he know all this stuff? And it's because he presents himself to be very trusting. Like he listens to you and it's very comforting. And the thing is, you know, he would always tell me about these people's drama and I'd be like, oh my gosh, this and that. But it's like, we always agreed like whatever I tell you is going to stay between each other because mm-hmm. he and he would say like I don't know why everyone trusts me and I should have saw that as a red flag I'm like if he's telling everyone's business to me and says to me like wondering why he, pe- people trust him I'm just like I should have saw that as a flag we just never think it's going to happen to you so <laughs> I mean you never do I mean it's like you know because you know what it's like 
It's like when you're blinded by love. It's like you never ever think that that this person can do something like this to you because you, they're your best friend and you're mm-hmm. just and you know what? When you're so deep in a friendship like that, those red flags don't even Mm-mm. in your mind they don't even exist. Like they oh, you. <laughs> exactly like that shit just zips right by and you're just like okay until after you realize exactly. Like, oh exactly and then when the friendship is over it makes you second guess everything like it makes you second guess every single thing like ever and like I think for me you know the story I had just told you before that hit me hard because that was the second friend that I had lost in that sort of like you know in that sort of way like the first friend I lost I was friends with him for 13 years wow I was three years old and he was five and I we were best friends like it was like one of those things where like I felt like we could like read each other's minds like and it was another thing where I was just like you know I'm like we're childhood best friends like we were going to be in each other's lives forever. Like, I just thought that that was how it was going to be. And so like, we grew up together, like, in, as far as I was concerned, he was my brother. Like we did everything together. We were always together. And it was just one of those things where it totally blindsided me. It, that hurt me a lot. And so when I, when it happened again, with my girlfriend at the time, you know, I was just like, again, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I'm like, why, why does this keep happening to me? I'm like, I don't do nothing. Like I don't. And you know, the, the guy I'm talking about, I believe I was, I think I just turned 16 when everything happened. And I, 13 years of friendship, just right in the garbage. And it was like, and it was just like, it was one of those situations where you have like a really great best guy friend who ends up like falling in love with you a little too hard. And interestingly enough, I told him like, there would be times throughout our childhood that like, I would have a crush on him, but he wouldn't have a crush on me. And then he would have a crush on me, but I'd have a crush on him. And it was always just like, like a, like a fucking castle that fucking teeter todd whatever the fuck that is yeah yeah the seesaw that, the seesaw there you go and um it was always like that like and we were never like on the same page and you know he so if i was 16 17 he was 18 and you know i would always feel so bad because i remember telling him like and i would tell him I'm like hey listen like fuck it let's try to date no let's do it I'm like fuck it whatever and I remember the last time I had I had met I had suggested that to him he was like no like he just curved my shit he was like no I was like okay that's fine Mm -hmm. and then a couple months later he came over to my house and I was like why do you look like that I'm like you look fucking miserable to be with me right now I was like what is the problem I'm like what's wrong with you 
-hmm. he's like nothing like he was always one where like he just didn't like express himself like he'd always be like nothing Mm -hmm. nothing and i'm like bruh I've known you my whole life. What is the problem? Like, don't be stupid. Like, I know there's something wrong. Like, I see in your face, you look like, what's the matter? Like, and then, you know, he was like, okay, like, I'll snap out of it. Like, I'm sorry, whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, let's just hang out. Like, fucking play Call of Duty and like, let's just like relax. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until that night when he went home that he called me and he was like, I'm just, you know, I'm just so in love with you that. I just don't know what to do. Like, I can't be around you and you not be mine. And I was just like, first of all, I'm in a new relationship now and you just curved my shit like three months ago. Like I literally just said to you, let's try again. And you were like, no, but now all of a sudden you can't be around me because you love me too much. So then I said, you know what? I said, then how about you take a break? How about we take a break? How about you get some distance from me how about, you know, we don't talk for a little bit and then maybe you do not love me anymore mm-hmm. and we'll see how that goes. That did not go well. That conversation turned into him going into his father's gun closet and I get a call from his cousin talking about what the fuck did you do? And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, he has a gun in his mouth. I went into the room. He has a gun in his mouth what the fuck did you do? And I was like, I didn't fucking do anything. I was like, what are you talking about? He has a gun in his mouth. I was like, is anyone going to tell his mother? And they were like, oh, she's not here right now. And I was like, so call his mother. I'm like, well, I don't understand. I'm like, what, what are you going to do? Wait for him to fucking pull the trigger and his fucking brains are blown all over the goddamn room. I'm like, what are you doing? Uh-uh. I called his mother and they were like, no, don't do that. We got it handled. I'm like, you got it handled. You so got you. Like, <laughs> you got it handled. Okay. I'm like, I know you motherfuckers. Y'all are stupid. You don't have anything handled. Y'all are fucking dumb. I was like, okay. So I called his mother. Again, I've known this family since I was three years old. Mm-hmm. Three years old. I called his mother. I'm like, hey, so and so, he's got a gun in his mouth. You need to go the fuck home. <sighs> that night, probably. That night was the kickstart to one of the worst times in my life. Like his whole family, I would get text messages from his cousins telling I'm a dirty cunt. I'm a slut that I'm a fucking whore that I broke his heart into a million pieces that I'm the one that should die, that I should kill myself. And I was like, you know what? I was like, he's alive, isn't he? Uh, I called his mother right that shit first of all I'll tell you right now that stuff it bothered me because of who it came from because I've known his cousins for just as long as I've known him Mm -hmm. it wasn't that name calling shit does not bother me so when they were like oh this and that like I gave it right back and I was like and you're a fucking pussy ass bitch like it was like but it was the fact of who it came from And then it got to the point where the adults got involved and said that I was a problem, that I was the reason that their son was suicidal, that I was the reason that I did this and I did this and I did this. And I was like, first of all, that's a fucking lie. Mm -hmm. I'm the only reason why your son is happy. That's number one. Number two, you motherfuckers had no idea that your son was depressed for years. And my mother told you to put him in therapy and you didn't. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, my mom's an asshole. So it it turned into him and I, and then the family got involved. And it was fucking terrible. 
it was terrible. And then the the cherry on top, the the chef's kiss of it all. I called him over and over and over and over again. Because after I spoke to him that day, like, let's just take a break. And then I find out he has a gun in his fucking mouth. I did not talk to him. He would not pick up my call. He would not call me. He would not even text me. He wouldn't fucking aim, aim, um, oh my God. Do you remember, do you know um, the AOL, like messenger? Do you know what that is? I feel like I've heard of it, but I'm not entirely sure what it is. Okay, anyway, so it was like instant messenger, but it was like AOL and whatever the fuck. Anyway, he wouldn't do that to me neither. He wouldn't hit me up on MySpace, nothing like that. He didn't do anything. And I was just like, okay. And I basically had to just live my life as though I just had to move on. Like it was one of those things where I never got closure. I never had a conversation with him and it devastated me. It fucking, that broke my, that broke my spirit. That shit hurt so badly because I was like, you can't even call me. Like I, I find out that you're about to blow your fucking head off over me when over your love for me mm. i just told you we could be together but you didn't you did you curve my shit but now all of a sudden and i said you know i had to just basically live my life and pretend like i was cool with everything and i just had to so then when this happened with my girlfriend i was like yo Mm-mm. what is what is jesus trying to tell me because this is really not it for me like i can't i, I can't do this like it just I like my heart can't take this shit no more. So that's why after that, I have friends. Don't get me wrong. Like I have girlfriends and, but close, close, close. We're like, you know, everything about, no, no. And I have friends that I love dearly, but that whole, like, yo, you're like, you're my best friend type shit. Like, no, never. I will never do that again. Unless you are my husband. It's just not going to happen. I, I cannot give myself to someone like that again, because you cannot, you cannot trust anyone. You cannot trust anyone with your time, with your heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that shit is valuable. And, you know, it wasn't until years later, I think I was like 23, 24 years old where I saw him again. And he, (laughs) I saw him again. And that was the first time I had talked to him since that night. And I was just, so we had coffee and I just, I don't know why, but I remember getting so angry with him. And I come to find out like he was engaged to this one girl, but then she dumped him. And then he has a lot of health problems and you know, he's unhappy and all this shit. And I was just like, I didn't have to do anything. Karma got you. Mm-hmm. You completely broke my heart. All you had to do was tell me that you were okay. All you had to do was tell me that you couldn't be around me. Like whatever, whatever it was. But I knew that if we just had a conversation, we would have been fine. Like I knew that. And I would have given him all the space he needed because mm-hmm. in my mind that's my brother I'm like yo like whatever you need like I got you like don't worry about it like and I just became so mad at him during that conversation I was just like you didn't even fucking call 
Like, I don't even know that you're okay. And you let your family fucking dog me like that. You let your family spread these fucking lies and these rumors about me. And you know damn well that that's not true. I'm a dirty fucking whore and I should be fucking raped and I should be abused and I should be all this shit. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, and you let that shit happen. And you looked at their text messages and saw what they were texting me. You didn't fucking call me not one time. And then, and I, I don't know why I got so angry with him because we're talking almost 10 years prior of this happening. But, and I just remember him sitting there looking at me with this blank stare on his face. And I was just like, this is not worth it. Mm-mm. I was like, you are from a different part of my life. And I'm going to end the conversation right here. And I'm going to end it on, on a light note because I don't want to have no bad blood with anybody. You know, I don't wish evil on anybody. And I was just like, so I ended up on a, on a light note and I asked him about his job and his girlfriend or whatever the fuck or anyway. And then I gave him a hug and a kiss on the cheek and I left it at that. And then that day on my way home, he texted me and told me that he was still in love with me. Oh my goodness. And mind you, I'm dating now who's now my husband. And I went, uh-huh. Okay whatever little baby little friendship we could have had done yeah I I said and I told my husband everything and he was like why would you call him I was like I don't know why I would call him I I don't know why I texted this fucking girl either I don't know I don't know why I would have done that yeah it's just so it's just it's just like I don't know Maybe because at the time I felt like I deserved more than just getting like written off. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I didn't deserve that. No one deserves that. You know, like no one deserves to be treated like they ain't shit after you've given them all of you. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, the fact that you still think about your ex-best friend, I get it. Like that shit does not even sound crazy to me. Like I, I would have dreams about this bitch. I would have dreams about her. And I would pray to God. I'm like, what are you trying to tell me? Because I was like, I'm not doing this again. I'm not reaching out to her again. Lord, don't know. Please have me dream about somebody else because it's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm not doing this. With, I'm not doing this with you. And it was just so crazy. But like, I think about it all the time and, you know, it's just a really shitty thing for someone to go through. So I get it as to how, you know, you think about him all the time. And, and cause even like, even though he's saying all this foul shit and like, you already know the things he said in the past, like, but you still think about him cause you cared about him like that much. Like, and I feel you on that. Like I totally feel you on still thinking about him and talking about him like we care like mm-hmm. I can't like and I think that's the thing of like you can't pretend like you don't care because I do care yeah I you do. know and I think that like it makes me so mad that I still care yeah and does I'm just like why like why can't you just have the hatred why can't you just <laughs> like why can't you just I mean I do be this thing I be talking my shit but like honestly <laughs> that's the, all that I'm doing that's all that I am yeah. It did like I didn't betray you but yeah. I don't know 
listen, I think you're entitled to talk some shit. I'd be talking my shit too. I'm talking hella shit right now. So, <laughs> you know, you're entitled to talk your shit, but you know, it's just like, it just, you know, we still care. And like, it's, it's, you know, I think it's okay that we still care and it's okay that we still think about these people because now we know to never let it happen again. Mm-mm. No, no. <laughs> never again. And now, you know, the red flags. I, I do. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't see, I have a good set of like two to three close friends, like three girls, one of them I grew up with and the other ones I've been knowing since I was like 13, 15. And they remain with me, like their loyalty has stayed with me up until like 21. And I know that I can tell them everything and like they won't judge me and I know it won't ever like backfire. I know my my vulnerability won't ever just be thrown at my face like that. And so I'm very like protective of like, you know, my friends, and I'm very like, content and appreciative that, you know, they were placed in my life, because I really don't know what I would do without them. <laughs> so uh-huh. yeah, and that's amazing that, that you have that, because it's having those friendships is still so important. So it's not like you lost. It's not like you lost everybody in your corner, you just lost this one toxic ass person who probably shouldn't have been there in the first place. But, you know, as long as you have them, I think everything is, everything is, everything is going to be fine. And you're going to continue to live your life and thrive and stay hydrated and, you know, mm-hmm. be who, you know, whoever you want to be with. And, and, you know, like nothing should ever get thrown back in your face, especially date, especially dating. I mean, you know, listen, if I wanted to date two guys at once, I dated two guys at once. I didn't give a fuck. And I, I didn't really see a problem with it. If there is a problem, sure. <laughs> I only think that there's a problem if you like say you're committed to one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're in a full-blown relationship with one, mm-hmm. then it's a problem. But if you're casually just dating two guys, so that whatever you're not married to nobody <laughs> i mean me on the other hand i am so i yeah i don't date nobody but <laughs> but when i did <laughs> i did i dated you know so you have to explore you have to figure out what you like figure out who you like figure out if you like you and then yeah. if you like you then you gotta love you and then if you love you then you can finally love somebody else because if not, that shit will be a mess. And and that's what I'm like, I feel like I'm starting to do. I need to date myself. I need to get to know myself because I feel like as much as I know myself, I really don't like, I need to find out my interests, hobbies, like what makes me me. And so I feel like for these past few years, I've been kind of like, I'm like, oh, that's why I'm the way I am. Oh, like, you know, just kind of figuring things out. But I feel like I'm 21 now and I'm getting older and I really just need to take this self-love journey seriously because I don't want like my toxic tendencies to like hurt others, hurt my kids. Like I really want to unlearn these things and unpack before I even like think about like suddenly down seriously, starting a family and all that stuff. And right now what's most important to me is 
school, potential job, and me. Because at the end of the day, like, all you kind of have is yourself and, like, the, sm the small amount of people you have with you. So I just want to better that relationship with myself. And that is so important. And the fact that you know that and you have that and that's what you're doing, you're already so my God, you are so ahead of the fucking game. And because I don't know what it is about these, these, these young ones, but they are troubled. Some of these girls are so troubled. Like some of the girls in my brother dates. Oh, I heard that a podcast episode. <laughs> I can't. Let me tell you something. If my brother was dating you, oh, I'd be in, I'd be in fucking heaven. <laughs> but no, he'd be dating these crazy. I'm like, I'm like, come on, bro. Pick, pick, pick. Just, just. Ugh. I just can't. I don't have time. I do. I don't have time. Some of these these girls are just so. Oh God, I don't get it. I don't know if it's a generation thing. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it drives me. It drives me nuts. Mm -hmm. just meet a nice girl why does she have to have all these <laughs> like everyone has issues you know what i'm saying like i get that you know i got issues everybody got issues but my thing is if you got issues but you want to fix them and you want to unpack them and you want to better yourself oh i have no problem with that i have no problem with that but it's when you have a fucking issue and you know you have an issue but you're like nah i'm gonna be me and it's like no mm -mm. -uh. self-improvement is necessary i don't want to stay the same like i don't want to be the person i was a year ago last week. like i constantly want to evolve yeah no i mean you have to but the fact that you know that you are oh my god way ahead of so many of these i just can't and your career and oh my god you're so ahead of the fucking game. You're watching me. <laughs> I'm I'm so serious. Like it's like because you know what? It's so important that you know that because let me tell you something. I know women in their mid fucking 30s who do not know what you know. I yo, I swear on everything I love. They are like 30, 31, 35. Everything you just said, no, nah. they don't know anything about that. They don't know they're a mess dealing with shit that happened 20 years ago when they were like 10, 12, 15. I'm like, you know, my thing is, listen, you, we have trauma and we work through it. We seek help. If we can, if we have access to help, we seek help. And if, and if we don't, then if we don't have access, then we try to, we try to move forward. You cannot wallow in the past. You cannot, you cannot change what was, right? You can only move forward and you can only evolve and change and be a better person than, than you were yesterday. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, there are a lot of women who don't think that way. And I think for especially Latina women, we have to always for some reason, we always have to feel like we have to be on it and we have to, we have to be, we have to be the best, but, mm -hmm. you know, in learning to love ourselves, to take care of ourselves, to break generational trauma, 
and break generational. I don't even know what the word is I'm looking for bullshit. Let's just say, you know, it's so important that we do that because we don't want that. Like you said, we don't want that going to our children. Mm-mm. I don't want it going to my son. I have a lot of shit that I have to deal with. And, you know, the fact that you know that, the fact that you, you know, you feel that. And the fact that you're not getting into a relationship until you have that because you're focused on a relationship with yourself is just so perfect. And so many, you know, young women who are your age who are going to listen to this episode and know are going to relate to everything that you just said and shit. You probably taught a lot of grown ass women (laughs) some shit today too because... (laughs) I mean, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because I see the woman in my family and it's like these tendencies they have, I'm just like, like, I'm like, you're maybe hitting like you're 40 to like, I want to say my grandma's age. And I was like, and like, you're still the same person. Like I, I love my mom to death, but she's like, I'm like, I don't think she realized like why she is the way she is. And the thing is like, I am very honest with my mom and unfortunately as I got older she stopped seeing me as a daughter but more as a best friend but and I feel like kind of made me a little bit cold towards her Mm. but now I'm just honest with her like if she if she talks to me some type of way and it's very disrespectful I'm like you can't be talking to me like that like you have to speak to me with kindness because I was like I treat you nicely but it's not fair that I get I get like the the ugly side of you and I call her out and she doesn't like it but I mean who's gonna be more honest with her like <laughs> yeah no yeah. yeah I'm the same you know what it's funny that you say that I'm the same way with my mom I love my mom um but you know I have been told that I am very cold and it's 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 exactly what you just said but at the end of the day like when when that transition happens to where like you're more of like her friend a lot of boundaries can get stepped on you know and then that's when shit can get real messy and then that's when you have to like which which is what you do you know like reinstate your place like you're not trying to like put your mom in her place you're not trying to like get crazy with her like all you're just trying to do is just say like just talk to me with respect like like that's my thing like if you if you come at me with love and respect, I'm going to do exactly the same thing. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how we're related. It doesn't matter. Any of that stuff doesn't matter to me. But as long as you come in those two things, we're going to be fine. Like everything is going to be good. Like, you know, don't come fucking crazy. Don't come like a snake in the grass. Like don't, don't come with no backhanded shit. Like don't be passive aggressive. Like just, you know, say what you have to say. Like, you know, get it out on the table. Let's be honest. Like, Ain't nobody got time for that, any of that fucking bullshit. Like, who ha- who has time? No, it's frustrating. It's annoying. Hell yeah, it's annoying. Ain't nobody trying to fucking deal with all that shit. Like, come on. Especially you're in nursing school. That shit is that shit is a full-time job. Ain't no time to be doing none of this, dealing with these fucking shenanigans, you know? But, you know, we deal we you know we 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 handle the the cards that were dealt you know and we cope with whatever gets gets thrown at us and you know it sounds like you're someone who you know even though things may be frustrating and things might hurt it sounds like you're someone who can adapt and cope and 
you know, like make it through these tough situations, you yeah. know, probably not with ease since nothing's really easy, but, but you do find a way to navigate it and cope and come out way better. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And like, I've honestly realized within like the past three days that like being, having to like navigate and cope and like adjusting has like made me like, I don't know what words use before independent, but like hyper independent, very independent. And like, you know, I like things a certain way. I like doing things a certain way. If someone kind of corrects me, I'm like, okay, I, I get what you're saying, but there's a way I do things and it works out for me. But like, I realize like in at least in a relationship, it it's frustrating because I don't allow myself to be helped or be super vulnerable because I've had to like do everything for myself and like relying on someone can be scary because like disappointment when you expect something like expectation leads to disappointment so I really try to not have any expectations from anyone because from a young age I've been disappointed multiple times that it's created this like wow mm -hmm. so now like you know I don't really like my parents like buying me stuff like a new bed like a duvet they're like oh we can help and I'm like no I feel like I gotta work for it and they're like and they ask me why and I'm like you kind of made me this way when my mom tells me I'm cold-hearted I'm like like what do you mean like it's hard to be vulnerable with you because of how you've been with me like if my dad's like talking shit about me and like ranting to me about me I just stay quiet because I'm like what do I have to like what input do I have for that mm -hmm. and he tells me like he's like it's kind of like you're psychotic because you don't say anything and I'm like how <laughs> like so as much as I love being like independent and you know providing for myself like it's kind of sad like why I've been brought to this point but I'm not gonna dwell on it like I said I'm gonna unpack I'm gonna learn and just see how I can make this like I guess a positive experience <laughs> yeah no I totally understand I totally relate I totally understand and it's it's so difficult when when you have to learn how to take care of yourself and then also too when you become someone who's super particular in the way that you are and the way that you move and and your decisions and and how you want to set your life up you know it's kind of hard when you have parents who have pushed you to be a certain way but now they kind of question why you are the way you are because I think I don't know what it is like about like Latino parents but like they get older and like they just be like forgetting shit that they did like back in the day and then when you tell them they have no idea what you're talking about like they have no idea and I think it's like selective memory or something because uh, selective yeah I don't know what you know what I mean like it's just like but like you said like you know you can't you can't dwell on what was because all it's going to do is make you stuck and the only thing you can do that, you know, because at the end of the day, listen, like people, people who, even though you're healing yourself, you know, you deserve to be taken care of too. You deserve for someone to want to be there for you and to make you feel like you don't have to do everything by yourself. You have to be, you know independent and 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 you have to do what you have to do like once you find someone that can be your equal and who can 
take the burden off of you too. That to me is like, you know, cause there's a reel on Instagram that I always see. And the audio is like, okay, well you take care of everybody who takes care of you. And then the audio goes to, and then it's like, I do. And I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but when you find someone who can be your life partner, who can help take care of you too, because you're not going to get that from your parents, right? You're not going to get that support or that safety net, right? Because you do feel so disconnected in certain ways from them. So you have to find it in other ways. And one of the ways that I found it is in a partner that I know I'm good. And, you know, and it's difficult. And I know that even like, uh, actually, it's funny. It's one of my brother's ex-girlfriends. You know, she told me the same thing. She's like, I, you know, I hate that I feel this way. And I hate that I have this relationship with my parents, but it just, it's just made me you know, not want to ask them for anything or to ask them for help or, you know, but they're supposed to be my parents. Like I thought I was supposed to be able to go to them, or I thought I was, I was supposed to ask for help for that from them. And, you know, I, um, and I told her, I was like, honey, like you got to do what you got to do. Like you can't be dwelling on this shit. And then life is just going to pass you by. Like, unfortunately, this is one of those things where you're gonna have to put your big girl pants on and you're gonna have to go out there and take care of your shit. And when you got your own crib, you got your own bills, you got your mortgage, your car, your man, your kids, your life, your career, you don't got to answer to nobody. Like you don't got to answer to anybody. Like you do whatever the fuck you got to do. And like, I think that's why for me, my independence, my independence was always very important to me because that's not something like my how particular I am in my life especially when it comes to my son yeah like I don't like I built my life me all this shit that I got I did it and so anyone's gonna try to come and penetrate that shit no I don't got time Mm -hmm. and yeah it's a little cold but fuck it you know, sometimes you have, I mean, listen, and the thing is, I'm not a cold person. I don't think I'm cold. I don't think I'm mean, mm-hmm. but it's like, I got to protect what I built. Even you now, you like, you have your whole life. You have everything, your whole life, your whole situation, everything you have going on, school, you know, your self-love journey. Like you have to protect that shit because people can come in and they can like penetrate it and try to like, just mess you up. And try to derail you from everything that you're trying to do. So it's, it's, listen, it's very, it's sad, <laughs> but it's necessary sometimes, you know? I really admire that about you, like, because that's exactly, I feel like, in the path that I'm going at, where I'm going to, going to build, like, the successful future that I'm envisioning right now. And I know that I'm going to be very protective with it because, like, I mean, I had to do it pretty much like all by myself. Mm-hmm. So I admire you for that because yeah. it's the way I'm wanting to go to as well. Yeah, you're going to get it. But, and you know what? Everything that you want in your life, you're going to get. Everything that you're striving to, everything, you know, I always say like, you can want more. You can want 
you know, luxuries in your life, you can, you know, listen, like people, like people, I don't know why people look down on like materialistic people. Like I love, like I'm a materialistic ass person. Like I love nice shit. Like I love bags and purses and cars. I mean, who the fuck doesn't? Okay. And I'm like, you can want nice things. You can want the life that you, you know, you can have the life that you want. It's, and it's going to happen as, as you write in your journal and you manifest it and, 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 you know, you envision your future and you speak it into the universe, it's going to happen. And once everything does, and you're in your home or you, you, you move into your brand new apartment and since you don't school, you got your job, you have your whole, you know, where you envision yourself to be, you're going to be in that space one day and you're going to be like, and what if you could be watching TV, you could just be like, you know, put in laundry or whatever. And you're going to look around and you're like, yo, I really did this shit. Yeah. And you're going to be so proud and you're going to be, and you're going to smile. Cause then you're going to remember this, or you're going to remember your situation that you were in back then with, with this person. And you're like, wow, like, look how far I've come. Look at all the things that I did. And this is my shit. Like, ain't nobody can be like, oh, I did this for her. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. This is mine. Period. <laughs> and it's going to happen. Yeah. I know I it's going to happen. Energy. I claim it. Period. You have to. Shit. Ain't nobody else going to do it. No. You know? Shit. Because, listen, you do everything you got to do for yourself, girl. And it'll happen. I know. I'm going to see you on Instagram. <laughs> thank you knowing all your wins you know what i'm saying yeah. i'm here for it i'm gonna i should i'm here for it i'm gonna be commenting under i'm like bitch i told you i told you but it's gonna be great and you're gonna be great and everything you want in life is gonna happen and although i will tell you unfortunately this situation with your ex-best friend it is not the fucking end baby People mm-hmm. are going to try to test you all the time. And you know what? Just take that, take that experience as practice. Take that experience yeah. as practice for all the shit that's going to come your way. Work, family, relationships, and never, ever, ever stops. Ever. But it's the way you move and it's the way you handle yourself. It's the way you handle them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always say, like, just because you decide to handle someone with grace does not mean that you're weak. It means that you do understand what you can do, but you choose something else. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. like you could choose to black on them if you want to. Like you could choose to get lit. You could choose to get turned up. You could choose to fuck their whole world up. You can choose that. That's an option. Or you can handle them with grace and write them off, make them feel small, whatever the case may be. And just live your life and just like not even worry about that shit no more because you don't want to come out of your character. The one that you try work so hard to build because this person is going to bring you out of your element. No, Mm-mm. that doesn't make you weak. That makes you fully aware of what you're capable of and you choose. Do you know what I'm saying? And that mm-hmm. happens with parents and everybody everybody so this whole thing with your friend let that be a a fucking a practice run honey because (laughs) a learning lesson honey it is not going to stop ever these motherfuckers will try you day and night 
Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> but as long, you know, as long yeah. as you, you know, be you and, and everything, everything will be good. And you're going to be great. And, you know, and I can't wait to see it. I'll be on Instagram, you know, being like, yes, bitch. And thank you. All that stuff. But I appreciate you coming on, sweetheart. I'm going to let you go and enjoy your Sunday. I'm going to go wake up my son because now he's sleeping almost like an hour and a half. But um, I thank you so much for coming on. It was such a pleasure to talk to you, honey bun. Um, and, uh, and I'll talk to you soon, baby. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> All right, honey. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye, honey.